This is Primetime Sports, WGNS Murfreesboro on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com and always at at the game. game. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. All right, good evening, everybody. It's good to be back after a Thanksgiving break. Two weeks since the last time we had a show. Danny Brewer's been doing some swimming, though, a couple of those weeks before that. Uh, yeah, we, we had uh, middle school swim meet with uh, with Oakland Middle, and then Spring High School uh, swim meet. They uh, swam, uh, swam a, a central, uh, central magnet. Oh, all right. And, Rod, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I even had some fried chicken on Thursday. Ooh. Yeah, I, I thought turkey about, for Saturday. I thought about <laughs> asking y'all the over-under on weight from Thanksgiving, because mine's definitely the over. Uh, certainly over. I just got back to where I started. <laughs> That's the hard part. I just don't even weigh. Don't even weigh. My wife, I will give her credit, makes the best dressing, homemade dressing. White is it white bread or cornbread? It's cornbread. Okay, all right. It is that's it's old? That's old school South old, type stuff. It's old school. She learned from her mother over the years, and it was so good. Everybody comes to our house. The whole everybody, both sides of the family, they wiped it out. I said, Tamara, I need another pan, and she made me a pan, which was not good. It was good, but it was not, not good. good for the waistline. It was not is. good. That's where the, all the extra came from. That's <laughs> where all the extra came in. So I got my stretch pants on today at work. I got to get that back off. Well, it, you know, it. I think that that's part of it is you have to throw the diet out the window when it comes to this time of year. It's tough, though, because it takes me all the rest of the year to get, like Roger said, <laughs> to get back where we belong. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight from the past two weeks. It's kind of a the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of show, especially if you're a UT fan like me. These last two weeks have been a little bit ugly, but we'll get to that. As always, we're brought – to you by Ideas Tees, the place in Rutherford County for school spirit wear, screen printing, embroidery, special items, and more. Plus, buy all of your officially licensed MTSU Blue Raider merchandise, including probably that Hawaii shirt from Raider Tees. For Blue Raider Tees, polos, hats, and more, visit their showroom at 910 Ridgely Road. Just turn off Broad Street between Chewy's and Chili's. Ideas Tees can put your logo on just about anything. Stop in and see how they can help you promote your favorite team workplace or organization find out more online at idistees.com rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. We're talking now with Heather here at Carpets by Osborne. Tell us what it's like to work at a family business. It's a lot of fun. However, it's a lot of work. Everybody has to pull their weight equally. What do you think are some of the advantages of people doing business with a family business versus a a corporate business? We are here to answer all questions. We're responsible for scheduling jobs. Uh, We're not here to sell you material and pass you off to a list of installers. Carpets by Osborne on Northwest Broad, next to Tire World. One hot and ready classic. We actually changed it with... What? You've changed, Little Caesars. You've changed! You've changed! Ah! Tell me why. It tastes even better because we added 33% more pepperoni. Give me one of those. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza in Murfreesboro. Four locations. Memorial Boulevard, South Rutherford Boulevard, Old Ford Parkway, and Warrior Drive. Walk in and walk out with a new hot and ready classic with 33% more pepperoni. Pizza, pizza. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. 
With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Celeste Middleton. Give me a call at 615-895-2700 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Local business owners, you know how important it is to be here for your customers. I'm State Farm agent Dana Womack, and I run a small business in Rutherford County, too. I'm here to help you protect your small business. Call me at 615-900-0877. Dr. Automotive is the cure for your car. Brothers, Danny and Randy Brewer, have been providing Rutherford County with ASE certified auto repair for nearly 20 years. You'll receive courteous and friendly customer service every time. Why? Because we grew up here, and you are our neighbors. Foreign and domestic auto repair and maintenance on Hazelwood Drive in Smyrna, just off I-24. SmyrnaAutoRepair.com. 615-220-0971. Just ask for Danny. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna and streaming at WGNSSports.com. All right, we're talking good and bad and ugly over the last couple of weeks. And I'm not sure as we start talking about the Tennessee Titans where to start with them. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they ugly? You know, I, I'm not really sure about any of that. I need to ask you guys questions because I haven't seen any of their action. I'm so deeply immersed in, in the ponies and was at one of the greatest stakes races last Friday that's you know on the calendar, the Clark Stakes. But like uh, that name. So, so I, I, I'll, I need to ask you guys questions about that. What, what do you think? I mean, is is Henry running the ball? Well, Rod, how's the pony? <clears throat> well, the Henry is running the ball well, except he can't get started. You can't. You know, he turns on the engine and they're they're there. Uh, I th- thought Cincinnati. We really miss Ben Jones, the center. If you notice the huge no, uh, nose tackle, just. Shove that everything back. Anything he try to go either side, left or right, he would just shove into the backfield because our our guy Brewer's only like 285 pounds, and it just blew up everything. And of course, all the linebackers are coming, and you know, I mean, he was stepping over bodies as he started up, and it's hard to do anything if you're stepping over bodies. So in horse racing terms, Danny, we can't even get out of the gate. That's right, exactly. Yeah, you got to get out of the gate, and I think that Henry is a between the tackles runner, right? I mean, you, you, he doesn't get many toss sweeps, or you're not going to do some kind of a, 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 a. Of course, they don't run the option anyway. But he's not a guy that you want to get outside. He runs between the tackles, right? I mean, because the, the guy's big and, and he runs it really well. And but he needs to get between the tackles, right? But you have seven, eight, nine guys in that tackle. They, they're trying to find a way to get him out in some space. So you have to take him one on one. Uh, and they've done a little bit of luck. The big play was the little pass, dump pass to the left side uh, after the quarterback had rolled right. They got good yardage on that, 62 yards and all. Uh, but sometimes, though, if you can hit just outside the tackle, between tackle and in, if they can hit that crease, open it up, that's when he's gone. But that was all eliminated. I mean, it, it was covered in bodies trying to get over them. Well, I, I think that, the line of scrimmage is key for a, for a runner like him. Anyway, you know, you, you have to give him a chance because he's a downhill runner. Right. And if you well, can get him started downhill, look out. Watch the game. Our our offensive line was pushed back almost every play. Well, well, you, like can't, you, said, you can't do anything then. With Ben out, you got a guard playing center, mm-hmm. and then you got replacing that guard with a guy, like you said, who's for NFL size, underweight. Right. And, and he has the biggest guy and there. So as, as a running back, you want to hit the hole. Well, the hole's filled with a linebacker. I mean, they, they hit him before. And Henry, being a taller back, which people worried about him early on, you know, he, he needs – if you notice how far back they line him up, that's on purpose. They want to get him started. So when he hits that hole, he's, he's hitting that speed, but he can't get there. He's got a head of steam built up already. And like I said, he's a downhill runner. If you can get him past the line of scrimmage and he has that forward momentum, he's going to get two or three yards every play if he can get past the line of scrimmage. Right. And But everybody knows that. So that's why they're sending so many. And like I said, with our line. And, you know, I hate when Derek gets criticized because it's not his fault. He can't run 
over people all the time. No, no. I mean, it's it's. I don't care who you are. You're not going to run over them. Um, and if you get him in space, to me, I I see he's running better. I mean, he makes nice. I've seen some where he cuts right, left, right, left, and it was almost looks like a downhill skier, you know, doing slalom. He looks that athletic that he means so smooth, uh, but he has to be able to get going. Another thing is we need to complete more passes. In we got we've got to counter that. That first down can't always be Henry running, especially if they're really coming. Uh, and a lot of times they'll put in non or tight or tight ends. You know that. Twelve not, not packages they run in. Yeah. They're, they're more of a blocker, and you have no targets downfield. Maybe we need to be, be better off to have a few of our targets so we can option, you know, give them, uh, get them off balance with whether it's going to be a run or a pass that's a threat, threatening pass. Okay, so you guys correct me if I'm wrong. The NFL is now as balanced as it's ever been across the board from top to bottom. Agree or disagree? Well, I mean, it depends on which, you know, you look at our division, you look at the FC South. I mean, luckily, the rest of the division is horrible. I mean, we're Steelers, nobody thought, beat the Colts, which mm-hmm. was great for us. So that kept us going. So, I mean, we're seven and four. Everybody else, I believe, is like four and seven. So they're bad. You look at the NFC East, the whole from Philadelphia all the way to Washington, they're all, they've all got winning records. So it really depends on which you know division you're in. But but from top to bottom, when we talk about just from top to bottom across the entire league, there is more talent in this league than there has ever been. Agree or disagree with that? I don't watch the NFL, so I don't know. I, I, I'm asking. I'm I don't I can't say that I really agree or disagree. I think we have a lot of talent in it, but I don't think we. We I, we don't have a super team. I mean, everybody's talking about how the Bills with Allen beginning of the year this was going to be something, but he's struggling right now. Well, and, and and here's here's the point that I'm trying to get to. You, this league has so many good players and so many good coaches, and so many guys that put so much into it. You cannot just roll out there and do the same thing week in week out and expect to win. You have to make adjustments from time to time. And you have to do things a little bit differently because they know what you're going to do and they've got good enough players to stop you. That's, I mean, you know, back, say, in the 70s, Pittsburgh and Dallas could do whatever they wanted to. It didn't matter. It it didn't matter because other teams didn't have the players to stop it. But that's not the case now. I think that, that, you know, it is like we've talked about before. It's Pete Rosell's dream any given Sunday. I think that's that's the case. That goes back to the cap. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the cap and free agency and all that stuff. Yeah, makes, all, all that stuff. Difference. Right. They, they have made. They have done things where you can go from outhouse to penthouse in one year. Used to be you'd have to build through the draft, make a few trades, and that's why the rich always got richer and the poor stayed poor. But when they changed all this stuff up, if you cough up a little cash and you pull the right string, bam, you, you're going from worst to first in one year. Used to would never happen. But I think that because of the college programs, the high school programs, the technology, all the things that we have, there are so many good players out there. There's so much talent that it makes it tough. The the the, the Titans or, or any team, there I don't think there are. I think the days of the super teams, 85 Chicago Bears. I mean, the, do y'all guys remember the 85 Chicago Bears? I mean, could anybody? I mean, they I know they lost one game, Dan Marino and B. But – was there a team in the league that could really contend with the Chicago Bears? No, no, no. I, I don't. Mean, I don't think we'll ever see that again. I mean, and, you, you're talking about a dominant defense, right? Oh, yeah. totally dominant. And then when you figure Walter Payton and so, and um, you know, McMahon wasn't a great quarterback, but he he could orchestrate the game plan. But I don't think we will ever see something like that again because of the way things are structured. Well, I think you can argue. You said the Bills, Rod. I think you argue the Chiefs as far as the top tier teams but after you get past that i'm with danny i think anybody can beat anybody as a fan do you like that i think it's good news bad news you know i i I think that the good news is everybody feels like they got a chance so yeah i think the bad news is you don't have that one super team for everybody to love or hate 
you know the the, the love hate you know like i said used to be uh, either you love dallas or you hated dallas either you love pittsburgh or you hated pittsburgh you know and that that was that was the, those are the two teams of course oakland was pretty good in those days miami that they had their their days and stuff like that but i i, I don't know that we're going to have so I, I think it's good news bad news uh, just to 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 ramble on even more good news bad news well since you said it, I hated Dallas because I was a Redskins fan growing up as a little kid. <laughs> Rod, let's flip it to baseball. We do have super teams. And yes, we, we have do. a lot of don'ts. Yes, we do. Do we like that in baseball? No, we don't. Uh, I mean, Yankees, the New York Mets, it's the big cities. Go East Coast, West Coast. You know, they've got the money. You know, they can get them. So what's Pittsburgh become? They've actually become like the old Kansas City Royals used to be for the New York Yankees. Their upper minor league system that, you know, you you get to a point where we can't afford you now. You're, you know, you now that you're ready to make some money and then the big boys swoop in. And I mean, the, the numbers that they're putting out are astronomical. Uh, Oakland A's, the, you know, remember the Oakland A's, uh, Billy Bean? The, the you know money ball mm. that, that that was a they were they were a perfect example of doing more with less right they didn't win the world series they they they, they had a, a couple of really good years but they never got to the world series no you got your breeders cup shirt on is there any of that in horse racing oh absolutely yeah you know the, the thing about it is horse racing loves superstars flight line this year uh incredible incredible horse flight line brings people there was a, a, a big up a, a big uh buzz around the breeders cup this year because you had flight line there undefeated horse had kicked everybody's tail people were there they wanted to see him hey this guy i, I was looking to see him twice you know unbelievable performances that he put on but it's good it's good for for thoroughbred racing to have those superstars you know when you have american pharaoh that won the triple crown in 2015 you know justify comes back in uh 2018 and wins it so it, it it's good uh horse racing wants those those superstars because in that sport, they're not around very long. So it's good to have those superstars in, in thoroughbred racing. And, yes, there are the haves and the have-nots. And that's why uh, Rich Strike, great example, 81 won the Kentucky Derby this year. He ran in the Clark. That was one of the reasons why I went to the Clark was to see Rich Strike run. And he was a case of the have-nots, a horse that was bought for $30,000. They claimed him for $30,000. He wins the Kentucky Derby. Wow, that never happens. Wait a minute, it happened. So it's great story. So the question was, hey, Rich Strike, you know, contender, pretender, what is he? Is he is he the knack, a one-hit wonder? You know, what's up? He he didn't run well in the Clark, you know. So he he's so it's one of those things where he's one of those have-nots, the little engine that could, you know, because there were horses in the Kentucky Derby that were purchased for millions. We said an S on there, millions. And here's a $30,000 claimer that beats them. So, well, great story. His stories. You know, the have-nots, everybody roots for because you want to see them win. It's just hard for them to win no matter what the sport is. So, I just think the Titans are a little ugly right now, but it's caused, caused probably by injuries, and uh, hopefully they can get healthy. But going to Philadelphia is not going to be an easy uh, place to go this sat, this Sunday. But one, thing, one thing about it, though, the, the two things that they have, if it's clicking – the running game and the defense against the run is a good equalizer with Philadelphia if you play it well. We'll, we'll see you on Sunday. You know, Vrabel loves coming back after a loss. So when we come back, we're going to jump on a little good, bad, and ugly about Blue Raider athletics. Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Vans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, Vans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Vans will be there with trained technicians. Vans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930, 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. 
We're talking with Anne-Marie Brents at Rick's Barbecue, carrying on the Lanning family tradition. I'm passionate about it, and I have a lot of my dad in me, so I know that I have the same energy and mindset that he does. It's the best barbecue you'll eat, the smoked chicken out of this world, and those loaded baked potatoes. That's the biggest potato you can get. They're uh, right at two pounds. People ask us that all the time. <laughs> like, where do y'all get those potatoes from? A quick meal, feeding the whole family, or catering, they can do it all at Rick's Barbecue 212 Warrior Drive. Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door. Whether you have a quarter acre or several, Las Casas Feed Supply has premium feeds and dog foods you can't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Las Casas Feed. Plus, every Saturday morning, they have a local producer-only farmer's market with fresh vegetables, beef, pork, and more. Customer service expertise that exceeds your expectations. Family owned and operated by Coy and Jennifer Young, Las Casas Feed Supply on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Las Casas. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. We're going to be an educational institution that teaches Bible every day. Every subject we teach, we're going to teach through a biblical perspective. In every aspect of our school, we're going to do it through a Christian perspective. MTCS President Matt Tiller. That also means that everything we do, we have to be excellent. We feel like Christ calls us to excellence. And so that means we have to be excellent academically. That means we have to be excellent athletically because that's what God calls us to. It's a great place to be. Invest in your child's future in an environment that fosters Christ-centered values. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. Dr. Russell McKissick of Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance talks about the grassroots effort in our local schools to ensure proper care for players. To make sure our teams are covered here locally, be there for our trainers. Yeah, it's a passion that we have to try to take care of our athletes here in town and be there just to keep everybody playing as healthy and as best they can. From a community standpoint, one of the most important things you do at TOA, I'd guess. Man, I think it's a definitely a way to pay back to our community just to be there for them and watch some great sports too. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. <laughs> All right, we're back on this Thursday night talking a little good, bad, and ugly, moving over to the Blue Raiders. Football season, gentlemen. A loss, a turkey. You called it early in the season, three wins in a row. Then a turkey of loses, losses. <laughs> a win, a loss, and then we finished off with the turkey of wins. Got to seven and five. Good enough? I mean, I think so. You know, I, I, you cannot underscore the difficulty of winning. It's a divi- I call it Division One. I, I guess they call it the uh, – do they call it this FBS? I mean, what, yeah. is that what – at the FBS level, you cannot underscore the difficulty of winning football games. You know, college football is, you know, I was talking about the pros as far as the balance. The same holds true in college. There are so many good athletes everywhere. They want to play right away. They may not go to, you know, used to be the little schools, yeah, they kind of struggled sometimes to get good players because they all went to the bigger schools because they were willing to sit out. They knew they weren't going to play as a freshman or a sophomore. They hoped to play as a junior and senior. That's not the way it is now. Now they want to go in and play right away. And sometimes you do at bigger schools. But the little schools, the smaller schools, or quote-unquote smaller schools, I mean, MTSU, heck, they got more enrollment than the University of Tennessee does. So football, they're considered a smaller school, but realistically, enrollment-wise, they're not. But but when you think about the winning football games at the FBS level, it's not easy. I don't care who you are or where you're at. It is not easy. Even Alabama that wins all the time, Tennessee's had a great year. It's still not easy. It's never easy. It's never easy. Best win, you could argue, was the FAU game, Ron, two uh, weeks ago. Y- yes, they really played a good game all the way around. Uh, probably their most complete game. Of course, we probably thought Miami was, but then uh, this one here, it was more pressure. Miami was, you know, it I was took Miami no out of the equation because that was just like unbelievable win. Now, right. That was the best win, obviously, for the year. I'm talking, we're taking thinking about in the conference, obviously. That was huge in trying to get to both. Well, it's a statement in the conference that, hey, we're we're in the middle of the pack now. Before, we were kind of down in the lower levels. And uh, and they ne- needed that to, st- you know, to move on to the next step. So, I guaranteed them, took the pressure off, and then they were able to pull it out at FIU. So, we're both eligible. Going to Hawaii. Have you been to Hawaii? I have. Rod? No. I have, but it was a terrible trip. It rained the whole time. More rain they've ever gotten, they said. 
and the temperatures were low. I'm like, well, how did I get that? And it was about this time last year. Right now, it's bad memories. So <laughs> hopefully the Blue Raiders, those kids will have a fantastic Christmas Eve, something to watch on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's exciting times for Blue Raider football. You know, pe- people – I think people are very fickle, and they expect – they don't understand, like I said, how tough it is. And I think people that, – that they think that uh, MTSU should be able to – win every game all the time and you we should never lose and, and that's what they need to do is is be you know top of the top shelf but it, it's tough it is so very tough and i think that for them to be able to do what they've done you know it's a marathon race the football season is a marathon race to be able to hang in there do what they've done and just be a good team and it's, it's not because they've got a great quarterback or a great running back or the great they've got a good team and that's the same thing they had last year. They had a good team. They found a way to do it. They're seven and five. They're going to get to play in Hawaii. So I think that that's a very good reward for them, and, and they deserve it. San Diego State. Do you know who their most famous football player was? Uh, <clears throat> Running back. Marshall mm-hmm. Falk. Marshall right. Falk. Well, they don't have Marshall <clears throat> Falk this year. Looking at San Diego State and the Blue Raiders, very even statistical wise you know i think it's going to boil down to like most football games do who makes the least mistakes who makes the fewest mistakes you know for, for mtsu th- obviously both teams will have several weeks to prepare so it depends on i think who can go out there and do what you do the best and that's what it'll boil down to i think that cunningham deserves a lot of credit for what he did the last two weeks. He missed he missed the one game with injury. MTSU found a way to win that one. It wasn't pretty, but they found a way to win. The last two weeks, the kid flat played. One week it was throwing. The next week it was running. So he showed his versatility. So I think that Chase Cunningham deserves a lot of credit for the last two wins. And in, uh, in that one, the Florida Atlantic win, he was really good throwing the football. Like 470-something yards, I think. If you combine the two weeks, I think he had like 725 yards passing, which is uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Well, it's good to see somebody who has put so much time, his body and everything else into the program, to have that kind of success. You know, last year we knew he ended up with the starting job after a couple weeks, and then he got injured, couldn't finish the year. And it's good that a a Tennessee boy, he's from Knoxville area, you know, was able to really take him this far and going on to Hawaii. A nice trip, and be in in the bowl. Yeah, his last his last football game from MTSU is going to be you know in Hawaii. Well, like I said it, it's a good reward for him. Uh, Jordan Ferguson is known the the D lineman that he's another one that this is a great reward. And, and all of them, it's it's for all of them, the seniors especially. But Jordan Ferguson is a uh, I think he's started more games than anybody for the Blue Raiders. And he's had a really good year. Uh, I think he's uh, he's moved up the, the chart sack wise and stuff like that. He was the one in in the FIU game, the one that you know they without cutting in they won, returned a block punt for a touchdown that tied the game up. You know, so like I said, good to see those kind of kids step up late in the year and and do what they've done and and put MTSU in a good spot. Fourteenth bowl game as a school for MTSU. Couple questions. Because I did not know this. Do you know the first bowl they played in? The refrigerator bowl. The refrigerator bowl is correct. Yeah. There's a refrigerator bowl? The refrigerator bowl, they're like 56, 55, 56. 56. You were on it. Yeah. You should Where throw, was that I, I've, I've covered MTSU for a few years. Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. I, 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 and then they went to the Tangerine Bowl, which, you know. They've been there a, a couple times, uh, yeah. A pretty big bowl back in the early 60s. The Grantland Rice Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then there was a big gap there until we hit Motor City, which... Right. Well, well, because, you know, and part of the reason that there was that big gap was because then there was the FCS where they were in the playoffs a lot under Booch Donnelly. And, of course, they didn't call them bowl games, but they played in the postseason quite a bit under Booch Donnelly. Yep. It just wasn't a bowl game. It was a playoff game. They weren't even available for them, was yeah, it? Didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't have bowl games because they had, they had the playoffs situation. So what they would do is at the end of the regular season, if you were good enough, then you went to the playoffs. And they were in the playoffs a lot under Boots Donnelly. Lot won lots and lots and lots of football games under Boots, and they would go to the playoffs. So there wasn't a bowl game. They didn't call them bowl games. It was just a playoff game. <laughs> Brings back memories. Of course, that's when I was in school in '86 when uh, Boots was there, and 
Brad Cowan, Oakland High School guy, played at MTSU. Boots used to wear poor Brad out all the time, boy. I mean, Brad was just, uh, he, you know, good kid back from school when I was in Gornsville High School, and he was a heck of an athlete. Brad was, gosh, he was a heck of an athlete. Uh, came to middle, good days of playoff runs and stuff like that. It's good times. Yeah, well, w- one of those guys from that era, I don't know if you knew him or had class with him, Don Thomas. Did you know Don Thomas from, from Lincoln County? From Lincoln mm-hmm. County. You know, he, Don went in the Hall of Fame a few weeks back. Uh, we, we've got a little story on WS website about that. But uh, Don Thomas was uh, one of those guys. Uh, very impressive. Don, Don was a, he, he's a very impressive athlete. Well, and then I was sitting in speech class as a freshman, and there was a kid in there with me, Marvin Collier. Uh, Marvin Collier, yeah, yeah, quarterback, yep, sure quarterback, enough. heck of a heck of an athlete as well, good quarterback for MTSU back in the day, who's uh, got family over at Riverdale because I bump him to him at Riverdale where he's got family playing ball now, so everybody's getting old, but yeah, they jump back into the uh, bowl picture in '06, going to the Motor City Bowl in Detroit. I think Hawaii's a little bit better of a destination if, than Detroit. If I had my pick, I think Hawaii would win out. Hawaii would win out. Well, we hope the Blue Raiders win out when they head to Hawaii. A couple of notes on uh, Blue Raider basketball. The women won today by about almost 40 over Tech. It was the Murfreesboro City School game. Oh, I bet it was loud. I bet it was high-pitched screaming there. So the Lady Raiders played well today. I think they're going to be a team to watch down the road. So they moved to 4-2 and two to, uh, today. The men lost. I was a little disappointed they lost – uh, to St. Bonaventure until I realized, of course, I you, you know St. Bonaventure, but they beat Notre Dame this past uh, the game before they played the Blue Raiders. So they've, they've played well. Uh, Blue Raiders at 5-3. and three. Uh, They'll take on Maribel College this Saturday. So, you know, it's, football's winding down. Basketball's trying, trying, to get, trying to get going. But, Danny, I think you're right. There's a lot of good things going over at MTSU. There are, you know, the women's program under Coach Ensel has been very good. You know, I mean, when you think about all the games they've won and the show that they put on, because they play an entertaining style, and depending on what kind of talent he has, you know, that's the good thing I can say about Rick Ensel is he is a very versatile type coach. Where depending on what he has. That's how. If you've got bigs, we're going to slow it down. If we got shooters, we're going to, we're going to run it up and down the floor. So over the years, you've seen lots of different styles, but they've all been pretty doggone good. Well, and the men, of course, you know, they went up to Canada for a three-game set right after Thanksgiving break and won all three. So I, I think the Blue Raider men are, are up and coming. They're coming. Uh, they did well in a tournament at the end of the year last year. Uh, it was like a secondary from the NCAA, and I think they got to the finals. They got second place, and I think they have a full team now. It's taken a couple of years since uh, new coach has been in that they've been able to get really a full team that uh, you know enough eligibility. Because at times, uh, earlier a couple of years, he didn't have enough people to even practice. Well, McDevitt, he kind of walked into a situation where you know Kermit Davis. They were really good the last few years of, of Kermit Dave. Of course, Kermit, all-time winners coach at, at uh, MTSU. Kermit had built this thing into a machine. I mean, they were winning lots of games. Michigan State win all, in the NCAA, all that stuff. And so there was like this vacuum. When he left, it was like everything left with him, it seemed like. And so McDevitt walked into a situation where he really – it was complete rebuild just about, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, uh, with, with players and – and all that stuff, and so they're definitely on the right track, no doubt about that. Well, and the, and the good thing is, you mentioned it for football and basketball, with the transfer portal now, teams can change their whole looks in a off season. Yeah, and I don't know if, whether that's good news or bad news. I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've got mixed feelings about that kind of stuff. But it is that's way. That's how it is. It doesn't matter how I feel about it because they don't ask me and they don't care what I think. The fact is, you can do it, and it's it's real. Well, I think it's a good thing for MTSU because I think the recruiting, getting here to middle early on is hard. But a kid looking for playing time and opportunities, I think MTSU is a great destination for them. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and that's worked out you know, because Kermit brought in a few transfers during his time. There was uh, – I, I can't think of the, the, the uh, big kid, uh, Dendy maybe was his name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kermit brought in some players that, that same way. Uh, and uh, 
the the Knight boys, the uh, Marcos Knight and uh, and and his brother, they were transfers also that Kermit brought in and stuff. And uh, Marcos Knight was a real basketball player. I'm gonna tell you what, uh, six four and tough as nails. But uh, they won a lot of games with Marcos Knight. Won a lot of games. Well, speaking of winning games, people are winning games down in Chattanooga. Kicked off today. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little high school sports, and of course, that means the Oakland Patriots. This is a paid legal ad. When a family member is lost as a result of someone else's negligence, the grief can be unbearable. It also leaves you with a lot of questions like, how did this happen? Who's responsible? And is my family gonna be okay? That's a lot to go through, but with the law offices of John Day on your side, you don't have to go through any of it alone. We understand what you're going through and we have the experience to get the answers, justice, and compensation your family deserves. Call the law offices of John Day. You in a hurry for dinner? Well, we've made it even easier to order online at SirPizzaTN.com. Tap the location nearest you and begin your carryout or delivery order at SirPizzaTN.com. You can choose from our full menu and we'll take care of the rest. A Queen's Feast is calling my name. Order Murfreesboro's favorite pizza online at SirPizzaTN.com. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. If you need concrete work done, who would I call? Dan Franz Concrete. Here's why. He's local. He attended Walter Hill Elementary, Oakland, and MTSU. He served our community as a school resource officer for nine years, and he's involved in the community. This is Dan with Dan Franz Concrete, wishing all Rufford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Dan Franz Concrete is a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. Check out danfranzconcrete.com online to see some of their work. Head over to J. Mullins Jewelry to check out their selection of rings, watches, custom-designed jewelry, and much more. They're a local business located at 352 West Northville Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro. They have gifts for all occasions, weddings, graduations, anniversaries, whatever you need, you can find it at J. Mullins Jewelry. That's at 352 West Northville Boulevard or online at mullinsjewelry.com. rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. All right, we're back. I can't leave college because I can talk about the Vols when they're good, but they were ugly these last couple weeks, even though they, they, they look pretty good against Vanderbilt, but that South Carolina game was just heartbreaking for all the Orange Nation. Well, you, you know, I, I be honest, I I didn't catch the beginning of the game. I thought, ah, you know, Tennessee will be Tennessee. They're like they've been all year. And I turned on the game, and I kind of had to do a, a serious double take because I didn't think I saw the score right. And because, like, South Carolina was up by, like, 20 – uh, at the time, and I thought, what? They could do no wrong. Yeah, that's that's kind of what We could do I no gathered. right. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I gathered. You know, I, th- I think the most the most disappointing thing about that game is not the final score, but it's that Hooker got hurt. Yeah, that was tough. That hurt us. You know, they, that hurt us, I think, in the playoff standings. And then, of course, the big debate, Alabama ahead of us. Or should they not be ahead if of us? If we had Hooker, you know, still healthy – we maybe we might have been ahead of them, of Alabama. We don't know. I think that that definitely makes plays against right. Tennessee. And, and and I to me and and, and you know I'm, I'm a I'm a sports writer and you know I, I I get votes on some stuff not in the polls or anything like that. But I don't think that matters. I I don't I don't think that that matters. It's a beauty contest. The the polls are a beauty contest. And I think Rod's right. The reason that Alabama looks prettier 
is because they got their quarterback and Tennessee don't. Well, I think I think that's what it boils down to. But if you look at it from a logical standpoint, head to head, who won? You know, I mean, and and at the end of the year, what would you rather say? If you're an Alabama fan and you're a Tennessee fan and you're standing there eyeball to eyeball, what would you rather say? Well, we were ranked higher than you, or we beat you. What would you rather say? Well, you know, so there, think, there's there's I, a little a little uh, condolence for all you know a little, little something for all the Tennessee fans. You you won, you well, beat them. A lot of time in sports and especially in media and rankings, I call it the Janet Jackson complex. What have you done for me lately? And lately they lost and didn't look good, so it didn't help. So. Oh, without question. But like I said, at the end of the day, the rankings, you don't hang your hat on, well, we were ranked eighth and you were ranked ninth. I think you hang your hat on, we beat you head-to-head. Yeah. I, I hope there's a little bit of chaos this weekend in some of the games just because it's fun since I'm not worried about my team anymore. But then if there is chaos and Alabama sneaks in, I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. I don't know. I mean, of course, how would that be feasible? I mean, are, aren't there enough one-loss teams? I mean, of course, who's unbeaten besides Georgia? Uh, Michigan, right? Georgia and Michigan TCU. are there. And TCU. TCU. And TCU. So okay, TCU so you got, you could got, get beat. USC could get beat because they're both – the lines you, are really small. Right. USC's a one-loss team. Yep. Which their quarterback is really good. I don't know if y'all have seen him. And he'll uh, win the Heisman, unfortunately. Maybe because he's still healthy, but I can I can say this: I do get a Maxwell vote, and I didn't vote for him as number one. I voted for the boy in orange and white as number one. So because Hooker's numbers are better, of course, you know as far as that stuff goes. But that kid is good. I mean, he's really good. Uh, the The thing about that is, even if USC loses, if TCU loses, I mean, because who do they play? Utah. Utah, okay. TCU. TCU plays Utah? Yep. And Utah's not in the top eight. Well, I thought USC played Utah. Yeah, USC plays Utah. Okay, so. TCU. Who does TCU play? TCU plays Kansas State. Kansas State. Okay. So right. they don't re- they've already beat them really bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so if TCU loses and they've got one loss, so who else has got one loss? How many other one-loss teams? Well, are I just there? think. You, I think uh, if you Ohio lose, State, right? I think and, and you lose, know how, how they're, they're such out. a darling for the you know, for everybody. Has that, two losses, you know. right? So, so that's the point I'm trying to make is I I don't think that it would be feasible for enough teams to lose for Alabama to get in there. Well, I mean, I, that, I don't, but you know, that makes me snarky happy. <laughs> but I, I'll I'll move on from my team. I mean, we'll what see. I've heard too that um, Georgia loses, they're still in. Michigan loses, they're still in. The other two, if they lose, they're probably out. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, uh, because I guess it's USC number four right now. So yes. what is it? USC, yes. TCU, uh, Georgia, and Michigan. Yep. Okay, because you got to figure if – I don't think that both USC and TCU will lose. No. One or the other, right? But, but so whoever would – it would be Ohio State, I think, just because, like I said, they're always – the media darling, it seems like, yeah. or whoever gets the votes or whatever, it's usually Ohio State. Am yeah. I right? I mean, hadn't they been in there before where they kind of like – It's like – oh, like, oh, yeah, Ohio State a, and Alabama are the two the, favorites. Those are the big like. football, you know, just like the Alabamas and the Georgias yeah. now. Yeah, well, how, well, okay, so what about LSU? They got three losses? They will have because they're not going to beat Georgia. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but let's just say that they did. So if they did, they would have to go ahead because didn't they beat Alabama head-to-head? They did. Mm-hmm. So we, if LSU happens to win, then you had to say that they would go over Alabama, wouldn't you? That's why the 12th playoff team is going in the right direction once we get there in a couple of years. We, we need we need more is what you're saying. Yeah, No, they're, they're, it's going to be 12. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be 12. It's going to be great. It's just like we said. It was fun when MTSU was in the playoffs. You got really excited and different teams came in. To, I remember going to the playoff games and sitting in the snow – and uh, watching teams come in and play us, it was it was great, great crowds. So we moved to twelve playoff teams. It's gonna I mean, it's gonna hurt the bowls a little bit, maybe. But uh, I think the the playoff race with twelve teams is exciting. It is. It, it, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. We'll see. All right, moving to playoffs. TWSAA started today. Lips Lipscomb Academy big win, forty two to nothing. Not a surprise. Trent Dilfer last game went out on top. Can he make the adjustment from high school to college? Without question. I mean, yes, he's got the experience and very organized. 
I mean, what he what he done? He's ran their program like a small college. Oh team. yeah, because the, the, he he has recruited well for Lipscomb. I mean, that's his quarterback was from California or something. I think. So, like I said, he's already in there. He knows the game very well. I think he knows how to coach the game very well because there's two different there's differences between knowing the game and knowing how to coach the game. And I think he's got both. So I I, I think that yeah I think he can make that transition pretty easily. Well, I talked to a, a guy today from East Tennessee at ETSU, and they are not happy with their coach, who uh, who is George Quarles, right. former coach at Maryville, who they say he may or may not be back. He did not handle the transition well, which was, to me, surprising. Well, I think there's a – Maryville is – they recruit too, you know, but not at the level that Lipscomb does, I don't think. And, and some guys are cut out for it, some guys are not. I don't know that guy, the George Quarles guy. But Dilfer has been as big as it gets in the game, so I don't. I think that he is in a position to be able to handle something like this extremely well. I agree with you. I'm just glad they're moving out of our conference, so Middle won't see them anymore. So that's not a bad thing. More good on the good, bad, and ugly part of the show. More good. <laughs> Two Rufford County prep football players are Tennessee Titans, Mr. Football finalists. Blackman's Justin Brown and Arian Carter from Smyrna are among the 6A class finalists. So we've got two guys with a really good shot of winning that. Of course, we want to recognize Cade Hewitt, Jack Reisner, both semifinalists, and Oakland kicker Jacob Taylor, who was a semifinalist. And those announcements will be made next week, December 7th. So good luck to them, gentlemen. Uh, you got any scoop on Carter, by the way? Because the orange are after him. Well, you know, I, I – I, Come on, you, this, got, you got sources. This is what I do have sources. <laughs> this is what I know. Auburn is really, really making some promises to him. I know that Alabama really, really wants him. I know that he's got lots and lots of people knocking on his door. So I haven't talked to him personally, but through some of my sources, I know that the SEC is definitely heavy on this kid in heavy pursuit of this kid and i with good reason i don't i don't get a vote in it but if i did he would be of course i've seen him more i've seen him play a lot this year so i've got a very good handle on what he does play in play out and i don't think that there's a better football player in the state of tennessee play in play out than aaron carter you know that's tough that's tough well obviously no one's recruited me but i can only imagine the pressure right now he's feeling with all these schools. I'm sure it's a good feeling, but it's also pressure. Well, yeah, it is pressure. And to be subjected to that, you have to be strong to be able to handle that because the whole thing is you have to understand that no matter what, you still put your pants on one leg at a time and your feet still got to touch the ground and you're nothing but a living, breathing human being and you're no different than the guy standing next to you other than you might get a chance to play big-time college football. And I think he's a kid who has a great head on his shoulders, so I don't think that it will negatively affect him. Um, so, But that's what you have to you have to stay grounded. And like I said, he's a pretty sharp individual. That's That, along with his being a great football player, he's a very solid citizen. Well, definitely want to wish again, Justin and Arian, good luck next week on that. And, of course, you know, for him to make that college decision because signing days, Rod, what, three weeks? Yes, three weeks. And just think, when the season started, we thought he was going to Memphis, thought it was all done. Boy, did his year change. Uh, big time. And, and you know, when it all changed was because of him playing on the defensive side of the football. They Memphis recruited him as a running back. And he's a good running back. But I think that his if he plays in the SEC, it won't be at running back. No. No, he's next level, though, linebacker. Uh, strong safety linebacker, yeah, likes it. Because he can run, and the kid likes to hit. And when you put those two together, that means uh, you can you can make your way. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you can be a meal ticket type player. So can he play safety in the SEC? Safety, does he have that kind of speed? I've not seen him this year. Uh, I, th I think so, you know, uh, I, I think he can play safety. I think he can play outside backer, you know, and, and that may be more where he's geared toward because, you know, in the game today, depending on what kind of scheme you run, your outside linebacker is almost like a strong safety, you know, because you're going to cover people in pass patterns. You may blitz some, that kind of stuff. So I think that he's definitely geared toward 
you know, he could play either or depending on what they want to do with him and what kind of weight program they want to put him on. Right. Of course, all these colleges now, they're Leos and Mikes and all these other kind of linebackers. We come back, we're going to take a quick look at that Oakland Beach matchup coming up Saturday night. Craig's Tax Service at 142 Heritage Park Drive offers complete tax preparation, financial, and bookkeeping services. This is Brett Craig with Craig's Tax Service. From personal tax preparation to business bookkeeping, payroll, and taxes, at Craig's Tax Service, our staff is here to help. Get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. As a former Seagull Star football player, I know the importance of the high school sports experience. Good luck to all county student-athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. Okay, Blue Raider fans, if it's Middle Tennessee gear you want, nobody, I mean nobody, has more selection than Raider tees. If you can wear it, they have it in the blue and white of your Blue Raiders. In all sizes, from babies to the most mature Middle Tennessee fans, hats, polos, shirts, sweats, and more, looking for a special gift? You'll want to check out their selection of metal wall art and framed art pieces at Raider Tees. They're located at 910 Richley Road, just off Broad, behind Chewy's. Here's a question. What do you want from your electric co-op? I want expert advice on going 100% solar. I want to go green without breaking the bank. I want to meet my sustainability goals. I want solar to be simple. Done, 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 done. I want to save the planet. Little hero, let's start with one of MTE's solar programs first. Energy service life. That's Middle Tennessee Electric. We're here to get done what matters most to you. Learn more at mte.com. This is Steve Martin of Steve Martin Construction and online at stevemartinconstruction.com. We specialize in custom-built homes and work directly with you to assure that it's the home of your dreams. If you have the perfect lot, we can build the perfect home. Let us take your ideas and create the home you've always dreamed about. You can see some of our work online at stevemartinconstruction.com. Steve Martin Construction, online at stevemartinconstruction.com. With all the financial headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, let's work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Quick, convenient, efficient. Three words that we all hope to experience when we do business. Our goal at JHA Company is to bring just that to an industry that's traditionally dictated to the customer when it's time to do business. Whether you're purchasing class pictures in a yearbook, class jewelry, a letter jacket, school spirit wear, or senior graduation products, we strive to make the experience quick, convenient, and efficient. Find out more at jhacompany.com. JHA, your one source for an unparalleled scholastic experience. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. All right, we're finishing up the show tonight talking about what one writer said, David versus Goliath, in one sense. Coach Crabtree, Beach's coach, said, I just don't know, Danny. He said, if we have the horses to play with Oakland. That's coach speak. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't think that they've got the same stable that Oakland has, and I don't think that they've got uh, as much depth or any of that kind of stuff. When that would be the, 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 the barn, you know, in their barn, they don't have as many studs, but they've got some players, and the whole thing is is uh, it is a football game, and anything can happen. It's just like uh, I was just telling Rod, you know, eighty to one, rich strike. Who would have picked that? You know, who'd have thunk it? But it happened. So I, I, I don't. I think that Oakland definitely is a prohibitive favorite with good reason. But you can't never say never. No, because <clears throat> Rod, they have two thousand yard rushers for Beach. Right, two one thousand yards. Another with seven hundred yards. So that's the 3,700 yards or so that they have uh, for a striking on offense. I think, the, to me, Oakland's really superiority is in the special teams. And then uh, the quarterback, is, I mean, Beach, uh, Beach's quarterback is okay. You know, he can hand off and he can hit the, the quick passes and all, but he's not 
not the athlete and the leader and almost refuse to lose type quarterback like Hewitt is. Hewitt's a great game administrator. He is. Beach is only throwing for about 67 yards per game. So they're they're a run-heavy team. And to beat Oakland running, what do you have to be able to do? You have to keep them off balance first. You know, you have to hit them hard inside, outside. But you, but they. I saw the tape of the Cambridge game, and they were able to get some passes of successful. In fact, the Courtney, uh, the second running back with a thousand yards, he caught several. He's and he's a, a tall, lean running back. We're kind of remind me of the Maryville running back, and then. The other kid reminds me somewhat of Patterson, not quite as big and strong as Patterson. The, you know, the speed uh, – Johnson is a real speed kid. The Achilles is, you know, Achilles is going to be, can they hold up, like you said, Brod, to their defense? Did CPA get a blueprint, though, that they could match? You know, I, I, I don't know. I think that, that Beach has enough weapons – then they have enough diversity. They want to run the ball. It's going to boil down to, you know, I, I wrote a little story, and I think it boils down to rushing yards, you know, is who's going to be able to do what they want to do. Oakland wants to run the football. They didn't complete a pass against Maryville, and they won by 30 points or almost, right. you know. So I, I think it's going to boil down to who can who can do what they want to do. Both teams want to run the football. And, and who don't who doesn't turn it over? You know, for Beach – they need to pop a couple big plays and hold on to that rock. Where Oakland, what they want to do is they just want to be Oakland, you know, which is execute flawlessly, which is what they are fantastic at. Their offense, you know, they run the little wing options and stuff like that so very well. And that's what Hewitt, he's a great game administrator because he does the right things at the right times, whether it be uh, handing it off, pulling it and keeping it himself, or even passing. Now, he, he's, he's a pretty good passer, too. So I think that it boils down to who can be who they want to be. Rod, so what's your prediction? I would predict uh, Oakland, I would say, about 15, 20 points. I'm going to kind of concur with him. I, I'm, I've got uh, I've, I've got Oakland uh, as well. I think that they – it may be close, you know, because like last year's game – uh, when they played uh, those boys from Williamson County that had the two big studs. That went, yeah, the, the, the one of them went to Kentucky, or maybe both, both of them went, to, went mm-hmm. to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of close early because they were kind of trading jabs. But Oakland continued to do the right things throughout the game, and they wound up, you know, kind of blowing it open. And I think that, that we could see the same type, type and scenario. We've seen over and over they do a good job of making adjustments. You know, if, if you're bur- burning us with something, and in fact, uh, when we did the Blackman-Oakland um, game, there for a little while, Blackman looked like, man, they, Oakland couldn't stop them. And it was basically running a single-wing basic offense with their tight end and uh, their running back. And, the, and they, they were really hitting and running hard, and, and Oakland really was off balance for a while. But then once they were able to stop it, they just don't stop scoring. They, they, they don't. They, they don't stop scoring. And the the, que- the big question I have about Beach is can they slow the Oakland running game down? And I don't think they can. Uh, Aaron Carter had 154 yards against Beach, you know, and those were mostly between the tackle type plays. And Oakland does very well at running between the tackles. Then they've got those jitterbugs like Eric Taylor that they get past that line of scrimmage and then bam, they're gone. You know, it's good night, Irene. And Beach was very lucky to get by Smyrna that night, just to be honest. Uh, Smyrna had their chances. They absolutely had their chances to win that game. Well, speaking of having chances, we don't talk a lot about it on the show, but we've been doing pigskin picks all year long. As the commissioner, my goal is obviously to be fair, but trying to knock off Brian Barrett as defending champion. I've been on his heels, boys, all year long, and I'm still on his heels one game. And this is the last week. When the high school season's over, it's over. Brian's 104-28. and I'm 103-29. and I knew Brian was going to go Oakland-Philly. I knew it. He's taking the conservative approach. He's playing the favorites, you know. So that's sometimes when you go to the track and you want to cash a ticket, what do you do? You bet the favorites. So I had to go beach, even though I'm a rough county homer. I had to go beach and Titans because second place is, is just the first loser. It's not acceptable for a guy like you. I mean, come on, Clark. It's, You're just being real, it's, man. It's, it's driving me crazy. Driving me crazy to be this close. <laughs> 
and then have to let Brian keep the trophy sitting in his office for another year. But it may happen. Speaking of happening <clears throat> on WGNS this weekend, of course, we've got the football game Saturday night. John, Brian, and Rod will be there. Danny's going to as, as a, a viewer, as a person of interest. I'm staying at home and watching it on TV. But over the weekend, you've got Middle Tennessee basketball against Maryville on Saturday. You've also got women's basketball on Sunday against Louisville. Prep basketball, it's in season. Rockville versus Beach. Uh, by the way, Oakland is playing Beach tomorrow night in basketball. So good luck to the to those teams there playing basketball. And then our last show, gentlemen. This is it. Next week, one more show. High school football season's over, boys. Wow. I guess the winter starts, huh? It, it, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun <laughs> ride. We'll see you back next Thursday night.